Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hey, Ventura, California, I'm coming to you. The beach is calling me. I'm going to be in Ventura, California on Saturday, October 15th. If you live in the Ventura County or you and your friends are in driving distance, join me for an all-day seminar, Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling. Now, during the morning session, I'm going to be sharing eight simple strategies that you can apply immediately to help you remove the chaos from your life and to simplify your home and your homeschooling while still focusing on what's truly important and having fun. The afternoon session is going to focus on how to use a less is more curriculum. I'm going to be sharing how to teach almost every subject, including math, in a simple and inexpensive way that educates the whole child using a Christ-centered, literature-based, interest-led, family-style approach. Then, I always end with an open Q&A session. So, if you would like more information or you would like to register, go to my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you would like for me to visit your area and host a Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling seminar, shoot me an email at coffeewithcarry.org and let's get it organized. Hi, y'all, and welcome to part two of Less is More Curriculum Podcast. I promised I would devote a whole episode to using a less is more mentality with your high schoolers. I know it sounds a bit crazy to do less instead of more during the last four years of your teen's educational journey at home, but stick with me, okay? Even if you do not have a high schooler yet, listen to today's podcast, share it with a friend who does have a high schooler, and then save it for future reference. Now, I've done a few podcast episodes already on homeschooling the high school years. Make sure you listen to those as well. And I also did a less is more curriculum episode a few weeks back that focuses more on the whole family, especially families with younger students. So if you don't have a high schooler, make sure you listen to that episode. Now, there are four components of a less is more curriculum or mindset. The first one is it's literature based. The second one, it's family style. The third one, it integrates as many subjects as possible. And then the fourth is it's Christ-centered and God-focused. So can we apply these four concepts to our teens' high school years? You bet. And with just as much ease as applying them to the wonder years with the younger kids. Now, using a literature-based approach during the high school years is a great way to build up your teen's literacy, his vocabulary, his cultural knowledge, as well as a great way to build up that book list that many college applications ask for. Now, using a family-style approach during the high school years helps you keep your teen connected to you and to their siblings. 
Now, often in the high school years, moms are tempted to put their high schoolers in tons of outside classes, or they order box curriculum for grade-specific, subject-specific courses, you know, for their teens to do on their own. So while the family is reading aloud together and playing games and going on field trips and doing experiments and exploring outside and watching documentaries, the teen is usually isolated in her room doing her own work. And if they're taking tons of outside classes, not only are they not learning together as a family, but the family's constantly in the car, bringing the teen to classes or or being quiet while they log on to an online course. Now, using a family-style approach, even during the high school years, helps your teen stay connected to the family during the last four years of his homeschooling journey. Now, using an integrated approach will also save lots of time, which your teenager will need during the high school years. He'll be able to get more done and learn more things when multiple subjects or topics are being taught together. And then finally, continually bringing things back to God is vital during their teenage years. During the high school years, you want them to personalize their own faith. You want to make sure that the foundation is solid. You want to make sure everything is filtered through a biblical worldview and a Christian perspective. This is the time to open up those doors. It's not the time to keep them in a Christian bubble. While they're still living with you, you can spend time during the day or during the week debunking things that they hear online. Debunking things that they might hear in a dual enrollment college class they're taking and debunking things that they might hear in their outside activities. This is actually the perfect time to have those heart-to-heart talks about faith, to answer their questions, and to allow them to ask the questions. So make sure every subject comes back to God and His Word. Now, one of the easiest and most important subjects to do family style with your high schooler is Bible. During your morning time, Make sure your teen still hangs out with you and the rest of the family. Read the Bible together and discuss it as a family. Memorize scripture as a family and then give your teen longer passages to memorize. Pray together as a family and then let your teen lead it. When learning family style, always aim for the oldest. Yes, this means if you have a 10th grader and a bunch of younger kids, you're still going to aim Bible study and Bible time to your teen. Sure, read a Bible story if you want to from a children's Bible, but then include some kind of apologetics in your morning devotions. Bring up biblical truths that were in the passage. Discuss how they relate to current events happening around the world or in our nation. Some of the topics or the principles in the passage or discussion might be over your younger kid's head, but that's okay. God's Word promises us that it never comes back void. You can bet your younger one is still getting something. And then listen to podcasts like Relatable with Allie Stuckley and discuss the topics with your teen. Discuss Sunday sermons and what they're doing in their youth group. Then encourage your teen to develop his or her own personal quiet time with the Lord. And then hold them accountable by asking them to share with the family what God is teaching them. Now, there are some great devotionals for teens as well. One of my personal favorites is called The Elements of Faith, A Creation-Based Journey Through the Periodic Table by Richard Duncan. 
And then I also love A Case for Christ by Lee Strobel and Don't Check Your Brains at the Door by Josh McDowell. Next, let's use the literature-based integrated approach for history and literature. Don't waste your teen's precious time by making him or her do a separate history class and a separate English or literature course. Combine the two all four years. Read your way through history. When learning about American history, do American lit and American authors too. Read some Poe, Mark Twain, Walt Whitman, Langston Hughes, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Emily Dickinson, Steinbeck, and Hemingway. Then read historical fiction set during Americans' colonial period, Revolutionary War and Civil War eras, books set during the Western Movement, the Gilded Age, and of course, modern American historical fiction set during World Wars and the Cold War. Read biographies about famous American heroes and infamous American gangsters. Pick some of these biographies and historical fictions to read aloud as a family. This way, your teen stays connected to the family even during read-aloud time. Do the same for world history and British lit. Don't forget to watch your way through history, too. Movies, documentaries, and musicals are awesome ways to experience history through the eyes of those who lived it, and they're fabulous ways to experience famous playwrights and their works. You could focus a whole year on ancient history and combine it with ancient literature and Greek and Roman mythology. And don't forget, the Bible can be your number one textbook when learning about ancient history. Do one whole year of just literature and composition. Put some classics and fiction books on the list that didn't necessarily fit the historical fiction genre. Spend a year reading classics like The Outsiders, Lord of the Flies, and Of Mice and Men. And then during this generic literature and composition year, read some of those dystopian and science fiction books, such as Animal Farm, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Fahrenheit 451, and War of the Worlds. You can even spend one whole year doing classic poetry and learning about poets, and a whole year reading and discussing just Shakespeare if you want. Make sure you listen to my podcast, The Art of Language, Tips for Teaching High School English, for more details and ideas. The idea is to do less and accomplish more, so while your teen is spending countless hours reading great books, it's also your main tool for teaching history. Now, if you listen to the first Less is More curriculum podcast episode a few weeks ago, you know that I encourage families of all ages, and including the mom, to write something every day. Each day, give your family, including your teen, a writing prompt. Spend five minutes writing a response, and then five to ten minutes sharing ideas, stories, or the lists compiled. This is another way to keep your teen connected to the family before they go off and work on their more complex five-paragraph essays or research reports. Now, using the Less is More curriculum approach for science may seem a bit more challenging, but it really isn't. First, though, keep in mind your teen's goals and dreams and his or her post-graduation plans when planning his or her high school science plan. If they plan on going into a science field or applying to an Ivy League type school, then the things I'll mention will be more of an enrichment for your teen and ways to help them stay connected to their siblings while participating maybe in higher level science courses. 
However, if your teen is more creative or not interested in a high-octane science career like medicine or aerospace engineering, then you and your teen will love the high school less is more science curriculum. If your family's a nature journaling family, then don't stop when your teen hits high school. Keep doing nature studies as a family. You will just require more from your teen, and each journal entry will include more info than the little guys. Have your teen research whatever he or she observes and draws in his or her notebook or journal. Then ask your high schooler to, to include a usual caption or verse or quote, but then on the next page of their nature journal, ask your high schooler to include a few paragraphs about the object they drew. Now, my kids did biology with nature studies. We focused on life science. Each week, I had a specific microorganism or plant or animal I wanted them to focus on. We would observe it either with a microscope or on a high acre at a zoo or an aquarium. Then we would pick one organism that we saw to draw, label, research, and then write about. For example, if we went on a hike and we collected some stream or pond water, we would bring it back home and look at it under the microscope. Then they would pick one bacteria or one protist or one algae that they saw in the pond water that they wanted to draw, label, and do some research on. They usually wrote about three paragraphs and they included them in their nature journaling next to their drawing. Now the first paragraph, like let's just say they picked algae, was a general paragraph about algae in general. And then the next two paragraphs were about a particular type of algae that they wanted to research. Then they drew it, and they talked about its classification and its specific characteristics. And we did this every week. So their nature journaling was their high school biology. A hike or field trip one day, and then the rest of the week they spent drawing, labeling, researching, and writing. For biology, you could focus on microorganisms, botany, and zoology. Younger kids can focus on the same topics each week too, but of course their research might be done with you as you read picture books and science encyclopedias, and their journaling will probably be simple poems that relate or a Bible verse that relates to what they drew, or maybe even just a few sentences or some copy work about whatever they drew and they saw. Now, for high school geology or earth science, your teen can still do nature journaling, except that year they're going to focus on observing, drawing, labeling, and researching rocks, weather, oceanography, and so much more. You can use culinary arts, home cooking, and or Alton Brown's I'm Just Here for the Food, Volume 1 and 2 cookbooks as your less is more chemistry. Pair your cooking with an intro video course like Chemistry 101 DVD series, and you're good to go. Your high schooler can read, cook, and bake her way through chemistry and spend lots of time with you and the rest of the family in the kitchen. Learning the chemistry behind ruse and browning and seasoning is a great way to integrate and connect with other subjects too. Geography is a natural connection as your teen learns to cook ethnic dishes and explores culinary cuisines from around the world. Now, if your teen wants to be a marine biologist, then spend a whole year doing marine biology. Your younger students are going to love it. If your high schooler wants to go into health and nutrition, then spend a whole year learning about the human anatomy, genetics, and diseases. 
Again, your younger students, they're going to love it. One year in high school, my kids did general science by learning about prominent scientists and their discoveries. We read together biographies about different scientists from Albert Einstein to Sir Isaac Newton to Marie Curie to even Charles Darwin and everyone in between. Then the kids would research on their own whatever scientific discovery that that particular scientist is known for. For example, when we learned and read about Kepler, my daughter researched on her own the Kepler laws of planetary motion when she was in high school. She then drew diagrams of the three laws and then explained them to my son. Then as a family, we learned about the planets. When my daughter did this in high school, she would then present what she learned to my son who was younger. You know, when you teach something, you learn it twice. So both my son and my daughter were learning a ton. Now we use two resources in particular to pick out which scientists that we would learn about during that year of our general science studies. The first one is called the Classical Acts and Facts, Famous Scientists, The Laminated Cards by Classical Conversations. And then the other classic book, Men of Science, Men of God by Morris. Doing an overview, research-based, literature-based approach to general science in one year is a very comprehensive way to touch on every field of science. Now, of course, math is math. By the time your teen is in high school, he or she will be doing their own math at their own level. But you can still incorporate the less is more mentality to your teen's high school math. Your student doesn't have to do every problem in every lesson. 30 to 45 minutes a day for math, that's good. The name of the game in high school math is consistency. Little by little, day by day, review and practice. The instruction part shouldn't take more than 15 or 20 minutes, so that leaves 15 or 20 minutes for your student to practice a few problems. Do just the odd problems one day and then the even problems on another. Some days, just have your student do the practice problems. And then some days, have them just do the review problems. Slow and steady always wins the mathematical race. Now, also keep in mind, the first 15 or so chapters of every math textbook is review of the grade before. And the last 15 or 20 chapters of every math textbook are actually next year's concepts or the next level of mathematical concepts to be covered the following year. So if you fly through the first 10 chapters and you never get to the last 10 chapters, it's really okay. It was all review work or work he or she will learn in the next level of math. And you can still do family style math with your teens. Play math games with the entire family. It will be a much-needed review for your older student. And then play some higher-level math games with your teen, like Equate or Absolute Zero Card Game or the memory type game called Linear Graph Algebra Card Game. You can also read a few math literature books, too. Yeah, there are some out there. Three of my favorites are Flatland by Abbott, which is actually a great geometrical story of two-dimension and three-dimension. You can read Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll. There are so, so many mathematical riddles in that book. 
and then read some logic puzzle and brain teaser books too. And of course, any strategy game like chess, coordinate graphing game like Battleship, spatial problem-solving games like Blocus, and logic games like Mastermind are all great ways to make connections. It's all math, logical reasoning, and spatial problem-solving. So don't feel guilty about substituting your teen's math workbook one day for an hour of math games. Now, if you're intrigued by the concept of less is more curriculum and would like a whole lot more information on how to apply it to your homeschooling, make sure you attend one of my Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling all-day seminars. Go to my website, coffeewithcarry.org, to register for one in your area. And if there isn't one in your area, and you would like one, shoot me an email. Let's get one organized in your community. Now, when you adopt a less is more curriculum and mentality for your high schooler, you're actually saving time, which then opens up the door for your teen to spend more time pursuing their passions and honing their God-given gifts. If they're spending only three or four hours a day on formal school lessons, then that leaves so many more hours each week for things like internships, volunteer work, pursuing their dreams, and finding new passions. Here is my last bit of advice for you as you homeschool your high schooler. These years are more about building relationships with your teen than about building their academics. I promise the academics will come. They will be more than equipped for college or for the workforce when you launch them out into the world. During the high school years, focus more on solidifying a strong foundation in God's Word and faith in Jesus Christ. Give as much attention to real-life skills as you do to the theoretical and academic skills. Strive to create a patriotic American citizen and a well-informed voter. Spend more time building relationship with your teens than building their resume. Devote more time to teaching your teen how to be a lifelong learner, how to find answers, and how to think critically. Keep in mind, moms, you didn't know everything there was to know when you graduated high school. You're still learning today. As an adult, you continue to learn new things. You continue to read great books. You continue to learn new skills. You continue to search for answers. It's an unrealistic expectation to teach your teen everything he needs to know and for him to read every great book out there before he graduates. It's okay to leave some books unread so he can enjoy them as an adult. I mean, let's be honest. There are some books that I read to my kids during Read Aloud that I enjoyed way more as an adult than I ever did when I read them as a kid. Mamas, it's really okay. Your teens will be okay. Less really is more, even during the high school years. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step of God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. Don't forget, you can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a friend who's homeschooling a high schooler. 
And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing my podcast, my book, and our homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.